This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Last Sunday, we did part two, uh, which is a new season. I want to, and today we're going to do part three, which is a uh, new soil, new, new thing, new season, new soil, new seed. Amen. All right. Uh, season is in relation to the earth's proximity and positioning to the sun. Both the earth and the sun are in movement. All right. And now listen, that's only important to this closer and nearer versus fur- further and away from. Determines whether, uh, listen, warmer or cooler, warm or cold, season. And see, atmosphere and environment are responses to that positioning, that proximity, that movement of both the earth and the sun. Uh, whether we're warm or cold. Do you remember what Jesus said? He, he, it was a measurement of hers, uh, of his. He said, he said, now, hot, warm, cold. See, the warm were kind of just in the middle. But he says, I'd rather, I'd, I, I don't mind if you are a little extreme. In fact, I prefer, uh, I prefer the extremism to some degree. Is in the middle, most of the time we're just mediocre. But anyway, a new season, let's, let's ask this question. Will you draw near or draw back? Come closer to or fall further from? You see that? You see that today? Both, in, uh, both with what the Bible talks about the believer and the unbeliever, the inside of the outside of the world and the words people. You know, the Son, we can understand this as Jesus Christ. The way, the truth, the life, the one. And, that, and, and our relation to him is the thing that determines all relations in our life. The horizontal has to get straight first and stay true first. In order for all of the vertical, in order for all the horizontal uh, to find its proper place and position in our life. You never find it in, in a horizontal relationship, full satisfaction, fulfillment, happiness. Amen. The Bible says happy is a man that finds a wife. She's a gift from God. All right? But now I learned a long time ago, you know, it works both ways, uh, in this, Sandy and I, uh, either one of we've not made each other our source. God's our source. Amen. Our relationship to Him determines, individually determines our relationship with one another. Amen. Anyway, the new season would be marked by movement then. This changing position in relationship to the Son in the natural, but also in relationship, a new season, a God season. Remember we talked about, Jesus said this last 
uh, in the scriptures last week. He said, how is it that you are very adept, uh, so good at telling the weather, forecasting the weather, knowing, knowing what the season is that you're in? He said, and, and, and that you, he said, don't tell me that you can't know or recognize or perceive the God season that you're in. All right, so there's a God season. He declared it to be a new season where he does a new thing, brand new thing, brand new. So you can't lay, you know, brand new stuff is stuff we haven't maybe necessarily been introduced for. We don't know it. The thing about the old is that we know it. It's what's known. It's the unknown sometimes that we'll draw back from the new thing. Learning the new thing, embracing the new thing, encountering and experiencing the new thing. Why? Because the old thing we know. It's comfortable. Anyhow, let me ask you, are you ready to move to change your position in relation to Jesus to embrace the new thing he is doing that he wants to do with you? The scripture in the Passion Bible, Psalms 27 and 8 says this, Lord, when you said to me, seek my face, my inner being responded, I'm seeking your face with all my heart. The New Living Translation said it this way, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. You know, our hearts are the soil for the kingdom seed of God's words. Matthew 13 and 16 through 23. I'm going to read this and I really just want you to listen. Actually, I'm going to back up just for a moment. And uh, Jesus, give you the background. Jesus in the first, uh, in the first 12 verses of scripture talked about and he talked in, uh, in parables. He gave pictures of the natural world to, to, give, uh, to illustrate uh, spiritual things. And he said, and, and his thing, he was very incredulous sometimes, like, you know, it's, the kingdom of God is all around you. It's the expression of God's kingship, his rule and reign. All of nature testifies about the glory of God. Time, season, seed, soil. All of these things that you're so familiar with. He said the kingdom, there are reflections of, imagings of, pictures of. So I'm going to tell you parables, stories of that are illustrated. That help to illustrate, draw you a picture out of the realm of what you don't see, maybe don't perceive or understand. All right, through what you do see and what you do understand. Does that make sense to you? All right, so Jesus was, was talking about, it says, that's why verse, uh, down here around um, verse 12, so he said, that's why I teach. Well, let me go up just a second. It says for verse 12, for everyone who listens, let me back up 11. He explained, this is Jesus talking. You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom. But they have not. Now, what, what's the difference between the have-nots and the haves? 
where knowing God is concerned. Listen, he gives us some insight. He said, for everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more enough. But those who don't listen. So he makes a distinction between those who listen and those who don't listen. But the the kicker is with an open heart. All right. They don't listen with an open teachable heart. Even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables because they think they're looking for truth yet because their hearts are unteachable. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't have an unteachable, untrainable heart. Don't have a closed heart. It says, because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Now, now we can learn, we learn in life through positives and negatives. We learn what to do, sometimes from learning what not, not to do. And the Bible says we don't have to learn every lesson the hard way. We can look and see it being played out. Are you listening? Before our eyes and pictures that other people give us. What's wise, what's foolish, what's unwise. All right. It says although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their heart. Are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to receive. Their ears are plugged and hard of hearing, and they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Now, isn't that, isn't that something that we can we can uh, we have been given the option of I will or I will not. I choose. God sets life and death in front of us, blessing and curse. But I I choose. Which one I will listen to and hear and act upon, believe and receive, or, or reject. I, get, I choose that. I choose how I hear. I choose the condition of my own heart. That it, it be yielding and surrendered to God, or it be closed and hard, you know, uh, and unyielding to God. Now, it says they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, now, now look at this option. I love that God is always redemptive. He never, he's trying to, he's knocking, trying to get you to open the door, but he won't kick it down. But he will not quit knocking because he's redemptive in everything that he does. Even if you have to repeat second grade 12 times. The object is that you would learn the lessons so you could be promoted. It's not the promotion as people view promotion. God's not the kind of teacher that will just scoot you through because he's tired of dealing with you. He will deal with you forever if that's what it takes. Eternally patient. But notice it said otherwise... Sometimes 
I'm interested in, are there any other options? And he says, you know, if you've ever found yourself in this, have you ever found yourself in a place where God spoke something to you and you thought you knew what he said, but the circumstances that arose out of the choices realize, I I missed it. Now, now I'm real careful about, because religious people never miss it. Never. Mm Mm-mm. It's couched conveniently under that, well, I'll tell you what now, you know, uh, God should have, would have, could have, but he didn't. So, you know, I'm going to build an excuse around that for it not working in my life. But the reason why, listen, that we don't experience and encounter every good thing that God has for us is not because of God. It's because of our own choices. Well, I beg to differ now that woman. Can't you see, can you see what that woman, she done done to me. No, it's not the woman. Remember, that was the first excuse, boys. What you doing, boy? I told you not to touch that tree. That woman, can't you see, can't you see, oh, Jesus, what she done done to me. She done eat that fruit from that tree, see. He said... <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not somebody else. It's your choice. You cannot always choose what happens, but you always get to choose what happens next. That is a puts you in a place of power to be victorious and not be a victim. I'll tell you all the problems out here in the world. You know. Uh, and, and you can trace it back to this now. There's a victim or a victory mentality that people have bought into. In Jesus, you will be free, set free from the victim mentality, the victim stance. You are no longer a slave to sin in the world's ways and system, but you are a free man, a free woman, free to worship God and to become everything he designed for you to be because you get to choose. Don't lean on your background. Are you listening? Your education or lack thereof, your color, your religious or lack thereof. Don't you lean on any any of that thing as a crutch and an excuse. You'll always remain pitiful and can never become powerful until you realize, guess what? The real me lives on the inside. And you'll never see the real me. All you get to look at is what painted on the outside, but the real man, there's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. Are you listening? There is only the new creation in Christ, and if you've got to pick a color, just pick one, honey. I am all of them. The best of all of them. Oh, goodness, I'm going to stay on the subject because we're on a new time frame here. Amen. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their minds to understand. All those doors open from the inside. They, they're the individual's option. Listen, it says, then, when they, when they open up to me, he said, then they would turn to me, open up to me, and turn to me. Listen, and let me instantly heal them. Isn't it interesting that there is a connection here that Jesus makes between hearing 
and healing. We don't have time to go there, but we could stay a while. But your eyes are privileged, for they see. Delighted are your ears, for they are open to hear all these things. Many prophets and godly people in the past yearn to see these days of miracles that you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation you've been favored to hear. Yet they didn't get to see so much as a glimpse or even hear a whisper. But now, now you are ready to listen. Everybody say, I'm ready. See, to listen to the revelation of the parable of the sower and his seed. The seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm but doesn't understand it. The adversary then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. He snatches the seed from the soil. The soil is the heart. The seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm but doesn't understand it. The adversary then comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on gravel represents the person who gladly hears the kingdom message but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after he hears it, troubles and persecutions come because of the kingdom message he received. Because of the word, the Bible says in another place. Because of the seed. The fight is over the seed. Because the future's in the seed. See, the fight is not, should not be over and over and over and over again uh, about the old thing. The fight is for the new thing. Pharaoh wanted to keep them there and God said we're not staying here there's a new there and the fight is over keeping you in the old and keeping you from experiencing the new understand if we're going to war let's war properly all right now then he quickly falls away for the truth didn't sink deeply into his heart The seed sown among weeds represents the person who receives the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, and his ambition for wealth result in suffocating the kingdom message and prevent him from bearing spiritual fruit. As for the seed that fell on the good rich soil, everybody say rich soil, it represents the hearts of people who hear and fully embrace the message of heaven's kingdom realm. Their lives bear good fruit. It's our lives that show. It's our lives that are to be fruitful. Our lives are fruit, full of fruit of the kingdom of God, of God. Their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as was sown. New season, new soil, which represents your heart. The beaten path, the gravel, the weedy. Or the rich and fertile. I'll dare to say that every one of us has all four of these types of soil. Because you, there are areas of your life and of my life that are yet uncultivated. Yet wild and untamed. Yet God has not had access to us in those Areas. Hosea 10 and 12 says that this, and Pastor Ron's going to come. I know some of you are about to fall out of your chair. Don't hurt yourself. 
new time. Sow to yourselves in righteousness and reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. The fallow means unplanted, uncultivated, undeveloped. Listen now, unused. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Another translation says, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness, rightness, all that is good and right upon you. Another translation says this it's time to till the ready earth it's time to dig in with God I like that one the best short sweet to the point say this when we say it's time to till the ready earth it's time to dig in with God so I, you need to look at your neighbor and say are you ready for God to take a territory in you See that he could take a territory with you and through you. Are you ready, your heart ready to dig in with God? One more translation. He said, I said, plow new ground for yourselves. Plant righteousness and reap blessings. That your devotion to me will produce. Let me read this. Again, I said, plow new ground for yourselves, plant righteousness and reap blessings that your devotion to me will produce. How do you be blessed? Well, your devotion to God will produce blessing. Pastor Ron taught so wonderfully on blessing following obedience this past Sunday. It will be on the podcast, make time and place to listen to keep Keep the word. Keep the seed. Get, keep your heart. It's time for you to turn to me. Where do we hear that? Your Lord and I will come and pour out blessings upon you. Real quick. Take just a moment. But I'm going to tell you there can be a movement in your life. A God-sized move. In a God-ordained moment like today. Jesus said about the parable of the of the sower and the seed. He said in one translation, I tell these stories to create a readiness to God. He ended that story, the last words that the people who heard it but weren't listening or who were listening and who didn't hear it, what he was saying. He said, if you hear this, you need to respond. If you hear what I'm saying, you need to respond. What kind of a response is he looking for? A heart response, a readiness toward God. Let me ask you today about your heart. Have you given your heart to Jesus? Let me ask you a little deeper question. What about your whole heart? Because your whole heart, out of the abundance of the heart, you're going to bring forth good things. Or not so good things. Out of the abundance of your heart. The Bible says a man 
brings forth out of the treasure of his heart. A person will show what they really know, where they're really at, where their heart really is. See, God wants us to be wholehearted. There's no wholeness apart from being wholehearted. If there's any part of your life that you're lacking rightness or peace or joy in or kingdom in, then that's the uncultivated part. You know, God bought the whole farm. Jesus bet the whole farm and he bought the whole farm. He took you lock, stock, and barrel, junk, trash, you know, left there by the previous occupant. He'll even get rid of all the squatters and the illegals and all the stuff. See, you know, he'll throw the devil out with all the trash, but he'll move in then and he'll start doing something brand new in your life. Let me ask you today, have you given your heart to Jesus? The Bible talks about a new thing. The ultimate new thing in our life is the is the is the new relationship with God. This born again anew. Born one time, see, naturally and of the flesh and into the world and born separated from God. But the born again is to be born anew into the kingdom. Born of God. Born for, born for God. Born alive unto God again in right relationship with God. Let me ask you where your heart is. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you're here today and you hear what Jesus is saying and it's being witnessed by the Holy Spirit, you'll feel Him and sense Him right now. I'm going to ask you for a decision. Are you ready to give your heart? Give your life, give your whole life to God. I want you to just slip up your hand and say, Preacher, pray for me. I'm at that place in my life. Slip up your hand. I'm not talking about if you've already been born again. Say, you only get born once. You only get born again once. Say, I'm talking about that's not your that's not your experience. I want you to just lift your hand in the air. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to pray a simple prayer right now. And if you mean this in your heart, then you are going to encounter and experience the love of God that's going to, that's going to change your, your life. In a moment, in just a, in just a moment, there's a movement God's going to move in. When we ask Him and say this with me, Dear Jesus, everyone praying, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Take over my life. I turn to you. I need you to heal me. Do it now, Jesus. Give me the new heart and the new life and that new relationship with you. I embrace the new thing and I declare I am made new. I'm saved. I'm forgiven. I'm yours and you're mine. From this moment forward, I will follow you with all of my heart. All of my days, as you help me. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.